Real quick, some plugs and ways to contact us. Debatablepodcast.tumblr.com. It's our blog, perfect place to stream and download the episodes. Of course, we've got links to iTunes, too. Facebook.com slash debatablepodcast. Go over there and like us. Leave us questions and comments. If you'd like to email us those questions and comments, debatablepodcast at gmail.com. And we are debatablepod on Twitter. I'm still Mr. Greggles, M-I-S-T-E-R-G-R-E-G-G-L-E-S. You can still send us correspondence through there. But debatablepod is our new Twitter. You do know how to spell debatable, don't you? I hope at this point you do. Headphones. I know. Are they new? No, I've had them it since I fancy. started this. Are these podcast-only headphones, or do you like go jamming with these? Headphones? I jam sometimes. You jam? I I don't go running with them. They're too. <laughs> no, I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> They're too horrible. <laughs> um, how do we start these off? Usually, I'm gonna check my phone probably at some point just to keep Are track you, of. You're gonna be a hypocrite and use the phone is that what, is that what you're telling no 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 just gonna check for time i can okay. you, i can look right there um you tell me if anything horrible happens behind me i will I, I don't expect it to i've known you for quite a while it's been a while it's been a while jason henley on the uh, show today and uh jason's a a, a good friend he actually That's got true. me the job of where where we're located in this building, he got me this job. Yes, I did, didn't I? And <laughs> I called around. I was out of school. I was, like, unemployed for four months, and I was like, I need a job. Yeah. And you had posted on Facebook that you had just gotten a job with this particular company. 
this network, whatever, yeah. and uh, that you, uh, th- and I was like, hey, I'm going to contact him. I contacted you, and just so happens they were trying to fill out a, uh, a quality control department. That's right. And uh, we trained together. Yeah. You were actually here in the library for about a month, right? I started in duplication for two months. For two months? For two months. Um, <laughs> I, had, I had originally, when I first got the job, well, first of all, I didn't get the job. Okay. When I first got hired, uh, I had my interview, and they were like, yeah, you did a good job, but um, we, we went with some, someone oh, else. I see. But I was very persistent. I kept calling and calling, and I was Why like, did you want that job over a duplication job? No, I wanted a job. Oh. I, I was uh, working... Oh, they didn't hire you for anything? At anything. Okay, gotcha. I, were, I was working at UPS. Right. I was loading uh, the I was loading two trucks that would uh, that were bound to the mall, mm-hmm. and it was it was the most degrading job I've ever urgent, had. Urgent. Yeah, but you were driving a truck. No, 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 no. no oh, I you was, were sorting. Yeah, Ugh. it was it was the Painful. worst. I mean, you know that that assembly line comes down yeah. and and oh my goodness, the computer's making it's going to be that. Let's just take care of that real quick. Um, the whole, the other thing fun. I like about Jason is that he's. He's probably almost as or anal in different ways than I am, but we're both Ooh. anal. Would you say that we're obsessive? Well, I don't really like being anal. Okay, but you do you admit that you're a type A personality? Oh, you're very yeah, c- yeah. control. I, I I do control. Yeah, but back to it. You were yeah, sorting so, stuff. So yeah, on the, line. I, the shift was four a.m. to eight a.m. <laughs> it was miserable. It was the sat and the, this if, if the boxes came and you weren't yeah. there. They would they would go down to the assembly line and people would get really mad at you and I remember the last day I was there I took a picture of my truck so I could <laughs> remember this is where I was and then I don't have that phone anymore so I no longer can uh, refer back to that but I I had my interview mm-hmm. and I was I was just my heart went out to it. I was oh, so, I was yeah, so yeah. touched I was so excited yeah, I'd never yeah. seen a place like this mm-hmm. and I was like yeah I want this and so I I, I called back every week yeah. Uh, to um, check the status mm-hmm. of my application. Right. And they kept saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll let you know by next week. And then they never call. And then I finally called, and they're like, yeah, the positions have been filled. I was like, oh, well, that's too bad. Then what? Where do you go from there? And then um, he's like, well, but, you know, if you want to wait a month, I can get you in within a month, but you have to wait. I'm like, but, hey, that's fine. Yeah. Totally fine. fine. That's fine. So I accepted the job, and in the meanwhile, while I was waiting this month or two, they stuck me in duplication, just kind of as a freelance. Right. At that point, they uh, they were asking, "Hey, Jason, you know anybody else who who might uh, who might want to get in?" I said, "Greg." It was a perfect opportunity oh, for both of us. I think it was. It was. That we we came along at that certain time because they were trying to fill up. Like I said, they were trying to fill up the department. Business was booming. It was. It was good times. And training was seven weeks? Five weeks? It was supposed to be like four or five weeks, but I think it went like six or seven. Yeah. It was intensive. It was like five five days a week of learning. The first two weeks were like school. It was school. And then... After after the first two weeks, it was just practicing. And mm-hmm. A shitload of audio, video, technical stuff. I never really asked you this, but did you were you, were you intimidated by all the shit they threw at us? I was in that so training? excited by it. I loved it. I was you were excited. I was just it. sucking it up. I mean, I was I was overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. But my goodness, it was just so exciting. I mean, again, I came from being on the assembly line at UPS. Sure. And anything's was, better, right? Yeah, I just I, 
it was like emotional. I was like, oh, if I got I got a real job in like yeah. the field I want to be in, and it was in a real building with like real equipment and yep. stuff. And and after the fact, you would think that a lot of editors have this technical background that they know these audio video scopes, they know these broadcast standards, you they know how these shows are put together from a technical standpoint and in your experience would you say that that's true to some degree <laughs> to some i mean <laughs> you don't you don't out of school you don't know much of that sure. stuff you kind of sure. like i know how to do some fast cuts right i you know, know how to use the yeah. dissolve and that's right. that's about all you really star know wipes. I like star yeah wipes. the star wipes nice <laughs> yeah. but no the real like i didn't i never under, i never knew what a broadcast like audio level should have been right. i just my always idea was it as loud as you can without it make, sounding bad. Mm-hmm. Without it uh, getting distorted. And and jack the colors up as much as you sure. can just so it looks really exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I always thought that, like, it's a uh, perfect background for an editor to yeah, have. Yeah, And that I would say 95% of the editors I've ever interfaced with didn't have the background. Maybe they know patching. Maybe they know some yeah. some serious serious technical stuff when it comes to yeah uh, patching routing and stuff, but uh, certainly yeah not more not more than what Avid or Final Cut Pro could tell them in in forms of vector scopes. Well, a lot of also people like don't, aside from their computer, don't have any other equipment. Sure, they're working with. True, true, very true. So yeah. But one of the reasons I asked you to be on the podcast is love me. is because okay, there are two reasons why I asked you to be on the podcast. Uh, we used to have really, really good conversations. Do you oh, remember man. <clears throat> when, when, when? Well, you're an editor now, yes. and I'm in another department. Yes. But when you were in that department with me, yes, we used to. If we were working argue. weekends, we would argue. You call it argument? I would say critical thinking conversation. <laughs> no, we, we did argue sometimes. But we did uh, have, like, if we were working on the weekend, Saturday or Sunday, our, our lunchtime would be devoted to uh, a good conversation. Yes. And uh, it especially went well with when you were getting deep into <laughs> reevaluating your spirituality. Yes. Uh, yes, I, I talked to Ashley, my wife. Uh, we, we we call it my um, my uh, information <laughs> quests. Your reawakening. I go on these uh, information safaris right. every every now and again. You're always a very uh, big fan of of all uh, the easy the easiness of how much information you could get from technology. Yeah. So whether it was Wikipedia or Google, uh, your extensive uh, Google calendars. And, oh, you um, remember my Google calendars? I, your Google, yeah, you, you just had everything set up in such a, a finite way, much like uh, John Doe, the serial killer in uh, Seven with all of his journals. Oh, you're making... No, 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 I mean that in a positive way. <laughs> no, you had these extensive... Uh, uh, um, everything, uh, apps. Uh, you were a, an earlier do- early adopter of the iPhone, as I, I was, remember. I was. Uh, you you have been on the cusp of, of technology. You have been a, a you would you would say a geek, right? I got the iPad the first day it came out. There you go. Yes. There you go. Yes. You're you're a big. Uh, were you always a big Apple fan? I got into Apple in college. I had one friend that had a mm-hmm. MacBook. 
and he was very proud of it because it had a glowing apple on the back. <laughs> but not everyone had them at that point. And I remember because uh, we were in Towson, and Towson had the Apple Store. Right. And Apple Stores were very new at the time. And you could, like, just kind of go in and, like, mosey around, and they'd be empty. Now they're, like, they're madness. Yeah. It's madness. madness. I, I get stressed out going yeah. in there. I'd prefer Even on the, especially on the weekend, you know. You yeah. Know, on the weekend, you're... And it's like, if, you, if you're going there for any, like, real business, like, you got to, like, buy something or yeah. worst case, like, something broke and you got to go to the yeah. Genius Bar, it's bad mm-hmm. times. It's real yeah, bad yeah. times. Right before I got my iPhone, uh, the current one, uh, I had some... Oh, I had a, an issue with the MacBook, a MacBook Pro, and I yeah. went there on... A Tuesday, and it wasn't too bad, but they had me come back to explain something with the Genius Bar techni- technician or whatever. Uh, yeah, the genius. And, yeah, the genius. Yes. They're, they're geniuses, the genius. right? Well, Does it say genius that on is, That is what it says. <laughs> so have a meeting with them, and it was on a Saturday, and it well, you, you got You got to book life. a reservation now. Yeah, it's true. Do you see that the uh, Microsoft has their own store now? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, they've completely co- copied the Apple Store, and it's very... It looks gr- like... It's it. gratuitous. Really? It, the, the logo on the front <laughs> of the store is exactly the same. They all are wearing the uh, solid uh, shirts with the uh, laminate on. Interesting. It's crazy. Hey, to be fair, that's not the Microsoft that we knew when we were kids. You know, it's no. changed quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. It used to be kind of like... Uh, um, IBM's younger brother, younger hipper yeah. brother. Now, oh, IBM. Yeah. Now, now IBM compatible. <laughs> Post Gates. I don't know how uh, how much it's like that, especially with uh, them funneling so much of their support into consoles and gaming and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. It's a different different company, I think. Well, of course, nothing in the Microsoft Store was really a Microsoft product. It just right. all had Windows on it. Right. Right. Didn't they get into? Isn't that the source of their trouble, though? When they no, what it was was that everything that was packaged with Windows had Internet Explorer. Yeah, and that's what the beginning of their troubles that they were forcing the the end user to use their. Well, that's why we're all stuck with it. Internet Explorer at work. That's because true. Every right. computer has it, and no one, no, no IT one department it. wants to like. Figure when, out another solution. Whenever they send me to a new suite, the first thing I do is download either Firefox or Chrome on these. I have put Chrome in almost every yeah. edit suite. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's a waste of time to, to use Internet Explorer. And, and they're so out of date. They're not updated either. It's worse. And, the, and, and what's even worse than that is when uh, you, go to the, you go to a room and it's got Internet Explorer and it's got about three or four different toolbars on it. Yeah. I can't. I don't tolerate the, a- the ask. I remove <laughs> all of them. I removed one in this room today. This is, goes back to another thing that not only are you a type A personality, but if you share a suite with other people, no, no, no. it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, Jason was just regaling me with a story uh, before we started this podcast about his him butting heads with a fellow editor over uh, shared suite uh, chairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I I want my suite the way I want it, and. Don't try to tell me that I can't have it the way I would prefer it. I get passive aggressive on people. Since you were always like, you know, I never told you this. I don't know if we ever talked about this, but you were, when did you graduate Towson? I don't really remember. I think it was, I think I walked in like 2004. And then right after I walked, I got a letter that says, hey, you're a credit shy. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, It happened to Ashley, too. Um... 
I think it, I think Talison's not the greatest about that. No, they're not because uh, the major thorn in my paw the whole time we were there was when I came in there. I had come from Anne Arundel Community College, and that there was this one credit. It was a history of film credit, and you know how you go to that orientation when you did you do a transfer or did you go I right transferred. to Talson? I transferred. Okay. So when they do the transfer, they have this orientation. And in the orientation, they find out how many of your credits go. Right. Right? And, of course, if you if you are a smart kid going into community college, you try to take your gen ed so that they transfer. Well, they're cheaper. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, oh, yeah, this transfers. And uh, the the guy that I was, you know, w- with, he said, this transfer, this transfer, blah, blah, blah. This transfers and takes over for history of film. F- great. Fuck it. I'm, yeah. I'm one, uh, one class ahead. Um, that haunted me all the way until I tra- uh, uh, graduated because every semester they would say, you haven't fulfilled this gen ed uh. requirement. And then it got to the, it got to, when I, when I graduated, it was December 2005. So it was four and a half years that I went to college. In, like, October or November, they sent me this letter saying you're ineligible to graduate because of this class. And I had called the bursar's office, and I had called them uh, to get that record straight. I'm not even kidding, like, 12 or 15 times. Oh, no. So at that point, I'm just, like, livid because I'm about to graduate. And, again, whoever didn't put this... This this clerical error <laughs> has has been haunting me. I call up the bursar's office. Is that who you call? Uh, I think the bursar's records. office handles your money. Okay, so records or whatever. Uh, yeah, something like okay. that. Okay, yeah. I get, I get the most high strong, wanting no conflict woman on the phone that you could ever have. You would think that there would be an ease of okay, she wants to. Yeah. To settle this yeah. issue, you know, very passive aggressive. No, immediately starts breaking down because I'm I'm not mean, I'm stern. <laughs> I'm stern about this because I am pissed. I I start off by explaining to her why I'm so livid about this because this is like the 16th time I've had to call about this. And, and now I'm ineligible to graduate because of this. So I call her up and I'm telling her this story and then I finally, I'm saying... Okay, I'm being very short with her. I'm saying, is it fixed? Just tell me it's fixed. <laughs> and she's like, hold on a second. You know, I I need to explain my situation. I was like, I don't care about your situation. Is it fixed? You know, I'm being, I, I you know, I, I'm trying not to be a dick. But yeah. at that point, how do you how do you not? So finally they fixed it, and it was just, it was a headache. It was a fucking headache. That's the best time of our lives. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but every time, it's funny you should say that, because every time someone complains about something with Towson's records I yeah I'm yeah. like I'm not the only one there's no, like no, I, they're, they're I, they're no people and it's this. like you do your due diligence and like I met with the advisors and stuff to make right. sure cuz I don't I don't know how to like sign up for classes I don't know which ones I'm supposed to sure. do so I was like just tell me what I'm supposed to take and and no it didn't work right. out right right what led you there I don't think we ever talked about um, this what, what led you to I wanted to do film why did you want to do film I've done I, I've always been interested in film. I've like mm-hmm. uh, I got really excited when the the when when we bought the uh, 
the family camcorder. Oh yeah. Back in like '92. Oh yeah. You know, it was the big, the big shoulder mount. What was it a uh, 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 VHS? VHS, full yeah. size VHS. Nice, full nice, size. <laughs> nice. Uh, I was, I was so excited. I thought it was like awesome, and it had. It was. I remember. It was the. Uh, it was the Pro Edit model. It had lots of edit features. Right on. And um, it had a time lapse feature on oh, it. Oh, nice! Really exciting. And that's kind of the first thing I. One of the first things I did was I made uh, stop motion with my GI Joes. Oh, really? Now the stop motion that came out of this camera was um, not so great. It, it, not instead, you know, supposed to be you know one frame at a time. Right. This thing would shoot probably two seconds a burst. every burst, a burst. <laughs> <laughs> so you would I would have them moving and like the hand would kind of come in and move and it was it was not not so great so they would see your hand in there yeah, yeah all the time and you could make the really horrible like neon green titles oh nice but you would like program in and then like hit hit hit, hit the button and it was those that was kind of my beginning for it and I think just throughout childhood, I've made movies with friends. You did. And stuff. You did stuff with your brother, right? You did. Yeah. Um, uh, was it a Christmas Carol or something? Yeah. Well, we had we did a lot of um, we called them movies. Yeah. Often, oftentimes there wasn't even any camera for these movies. They were more often plays. <laughs> um, but so, as we got older, they got a little bit more sophisticated, Am- ambitious. Got a little more ambitious. And one year, I think I was maybe in we'll call it seventh grade. We decided to take on uh, Charles Dickens' The Christmas Carol. And um, my brother and I were going to play every role ourselves. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it was very earnest. We, we yeah. really tried. And it was, it was yeah. quite cute. And it's sweet, yeah. It's sweet. And, and, and I think we got up to Jacob Marley, and then we just kind of <laughs> stopped. And then uh, I, was, I, think, I think it was 13 years later... Um, we were hanging out one day and we're like, you know, it'd be fun is just to finish it. <laughs> and so we finished it and we actually edited the entire thing together and without any irony had the horrible <laughs> transition from, from, from then to now. And it was, it was fun. It was a perfect uh, time capsule of you guys. How old were you when you started it? So I probably was maybe 13. <laughs> I got like a big comb over. <laughs> you had long hair too, didn't you? Uh, it was longer. I mean, yeah. I, I had legitimate long hair for a while, and yeah. I, I clung to that long hair. My yeah. mom paid me $50 at one point to cut it. Yeah. Um, I was, re- what was that about? Was it like you just... I thought it looked awesome. Yeah? <laughs> I thought it looked awesome. Yeah. It was you were terrible. in bands too, right? That was, was it part of the yeah. band thing? No. I'm, uh, you just liked having long I hair. Think, I think it was just such a novelty. It was so much fun <laughs> that I could touch it and run my fingers <laughs> through it. And I remember because I, I spent most of uh, my adolescence working at hardware stores. I was working at Lowe's for a while. And I remember this very, very sad moment when I was walking around. This little kid was like, Mommy, is that a boy or a girl? <laughs> And it was it was quite embarrassing. <laughs> so you had this history of like making um, so every little, every little every movies. every few years I'll I'll try to grow it again. And yeah, Ashley hasn't let let it go. She cuts she much. cuts it off. Yeah, sometimes. What about the facial hair? Is she a fan of that? She loves the facial hair. She didn't if like I, it when you shaved it recently. No, well, cause cause I burnt it off. <laughs> That's right. That's I, right. I was creating a campfire and I used a lot of gasoline and dry grass and it just big fireball went up in my face and burned half my Jesus beard off. Jesus Christ. <laughs> was, was, it, was that scary? Did you really think that you were well, I, seriously I had, burned? Uh, I mean it was very startling and like I, I, I legitimately burned my hand. Um, it was more funny than anything mm. though. It was okay. It wasn't the end of the world. 
so you do these these short films, these uh, you know things with your your brother and your friends and your family. Well, I st- so it it picked up. I I like doing movies and like I got kind of good at it. And I think throughout high school, more often my brother would have projects, mm-hmm. and, and I'd be like, you know, what we should do. We should make a movie for this right. project. I, I had nothing to gain, but I just right. I want to I want to make something that's a little over the top for, like a middle school student. Yeah. So I would try to like get together with him and make something way more produced than is necessary, um, and it got really exciting. And like I kind of met some friends by doing that. And in high school, they offered at the uh, Votech place where they teach you know the the other kids how to how to work on trucks and stuff. Yeah, they, sure. they had a TV production class. Oh wow! And it was half day for the whole year, and we were the first class to go through there. And so like. They had, like, a studio, but none of it was, like, really built or out or anything. And there was just – we spent all day throughout high school, or our uh, senior year, just kind of making stupid movies and stuff. Yeah. And I think that just kind of, like, solidified little, it. it was, little projects. That's where a lot of people start. That's where yeah. I started, making little projects with my with my friends throughout junior high and high school. Yeah. And then, like, in high school and then you go into college and stuff – in those times, there's, there's nothing but people and nothing but time. Sure. You got resources. Sure, I mean, yeah. I mean, none of it's good production value. You right. get nothing but time. Right. You're going you're gonna to finish projects left and right. You're going to start building this humongous reel. None of it's any good. Mm-hmm. But it's just tons of fun. And the last time that you'll probably have fun doing it. <laughs> yeah. For a lot of people, they're like, okay, well, I don't have to worry about schedules. I don't have to worry about pain. I don't have to worry about budgeting. I don't have to worry about that. So you put it together and, you know, uh, you try to have some semblance of, of, a, of a narrative in there, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I mean, usually we would put, like, a Batman mask on and, I mean, just right. be, like, it, but they were terrible. But right. it, it was still fun. And it, it kind of started looking a little, not, I won't say professional, but you, you got to, like, a, a little More hint of yeah. something better. So <clears throat> were, you, were you influenced by anybody when you got in? Because now I'm thinking about the stuff that you did in college and... Who was influencing you then, like with Fort Keith, which ended up being uh, quite a good It was an award-winning short. It was yes. a film. It, was it wasn't a, a movie. Film. It was it a was film. A film, yes. You shot it on film. Shot it on film. Um, it, was your, it was your final. It was your film three? It was my film three project. Mm-hmm. That was a very intimidating time. Because I, I remember, like, I knew that class was coming up. Right. And... It was my one opportunity to make like a really big deal film right. in school, and if I didn't get my film made, then I probably would never get to make a movie it's true. on film. It's true. And I remember that summer, I, I had I had known somebody who had already gone through there, and she kind of gave me um, kind of like some pointers on like how the class is structured. And I remember that summer prior to the class, like I kind of wrote my story ahead of time, so mm-hmm. I would have something ready. Mm-hmm. That's smart. And we had our when I started the class we had the the day when everyone gives their pitches mm-hmm. and you're supposed to get up and you tell everybody about your story man people cannot pitch no they were terrible and no. i was i sat back and people they just they sit there with this long page and paragraph after paragraph right the first plot point is is it's going to be a big light coming down from mm-hmm. somebody and it's going to illuminate this this <laughs> this silhouette with with smoke filling the screen and then plot point two happens and and, and it just goes on and yeah. on and like i just i was like all right when i go up there i'm going to be really really short yeah concise nobody cares but most of these people are saying yeah and and everybody's really their stories are really heavy oh yeah 
Short films should never be heavy. No. Because you cannot get into them. Deeply psychological. Uh, no. Yeah. They have to explore, you know, these dark recesses of my I, psyche. Yeah, no. I mean, they be interesting but or funny, but deep. I mean, the really depressing ones, yeah. they don't work. Yeah, no. So I, I got up and I was like, all right, what I want to make, I want to make a movie that's really fun and really lighthearted. Um, I want to make a movie about a bunch of kids and they have a fort. Mm-hmm. And they have to defend their fort. Yeah. And I think it'll be fun. Yeah. And I uh, I was like, this is not... Uh, movies that I like, I like Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. It's not like a really classy movie, but I can watch it it's from fun. beginning to end. It's fun. And people, that's, uh, people underestimate uh, uh, entertainment. Yeah. Like, I want to make a movie that's entertaining. Yeah. And I want to have a fun time doing it. And I have a script mm-hmm. and some ideas. And that's it. And then I got off. Right. I think I, I was on and off maybe... Two minutes, maybe max. And I, then there was that horrible moment when they said, all right, everybody, pitches are done. Start finding groups. And then it's this panic mode. It's like, all right, I got to find people. Right. Luckily, one guy came up and was like, hey, man, <laughs> that sounds like fun. Like, yeah, okay, Jump I got on, one, I got yeah, one. Yeah. And I grabbed another one, and I was like, you, you want to work on mine? He's like, uh, uh, yeah. He starts, like, <laughs> looking around the room. Oh, yeah, Okay. <laughs> And just start gathering you people. You strong arm these people into your... I was panicked because <laughs> yeah. that's the only opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And that's true because, like, for people who don't know, if you go into these scenarios, and it's, per, it's very true even at the bigger schools at USC and, and NYU, that there's so many people in the class and only so much uh, room in those in those classes that... You you have to do someone else's film. You, yeah. you are most likely not going to be the one who who leads the charge. I think there was um, like 30 people in the class and like yeah. five movies got made. Exactly. So you can't do 30 movies. You need people that are going to be part of your group or part of the crew. So obviously trying to do your own movie is very important. I didn't get to do my own movie until yeah. after college. I produced my final film. Yeah. Uh, which ended up being directed by Chris uh, Weiserich when we did it. Okay. But the the through line being, and and uh, he's been on the podcast as Jordan Coulson, and yes. he was in mine, and he had a small part in Fort Keith, right? He had a quite large part in Fort Keith. Well, he was the brother, he, right? No, he was Todd. Todd. He was... Um, yeah, I forgot who he was. <laughs> no, he was the brother. Yeah, yeah he was the yeah, brother. He was the older brother. brother. My story. How am I going to remember <laughs> your fun <laughs> points? Yes, yes, yes. I he was w- there for the... No, he I He was remember. the really uncomfortably awkward brother yeah. who really had a lot of energy and wanted to be a part of the fort. Yeah. Um, was he the brother? I, I want to say he was. Was he the... I hate the fact that the the maker of it and 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 the one me who who loved it so I much can't he... remember what it was. He was the older brother, I think. He was uh what's his name's older brother? He wasn't like a I thought he was like maybe like a stepfather. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Nah, maybe no. not. Maybe no. like... he was the older bro- he was the cool uh, older brother. No, was he very... wasn't cool. He wasn't cool. There's no? nothing, cool, nothing cool about him. No. Nothing cool about him. It was very Goonies-esque. I think yeah. I think if people want like a uh, an idea, you know, maybe you don't like this, but it's very I don't know. What Moonrise Kingdom looked like. Oh, I love it, Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> love that movie. For me, you know, <clears throat> the funny thing is, is that you were kind of intimidating, or not intimidating, but... Oh, no, state. I like that. You like I was intimidating? intimidating? I was intimidating. You were, you were a figure. No, uh, I remember I was probably in film two when you were in film three, because you were like a, a year ahead of me. And, uh, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. So they have, at the end of the semester, all the, the film screenings, particularly... The film two, kind of, but particularly the film three screenings and, and documentary screenings and all that stuff. And I remember that I was the only one in my class. In fact, I don't, I don't even know. I think I was the only one there for the film three screening. Oh, yeah? From my class. Everybody else was from your class for oh, the film okay. three screening. And I remember watching that and just thoroughly enjoying it and all and all i knew was that there was this group in the middle of i think van bachlin yeah that no it was was it van bachlin yeah we saw it in van bachlin so there was this group it was just a line of you and your family and some of your friends yeah and you just being kind of like everybody just giving you looks and giving you praise i was like best night i was like that that kid's cool. I loved oh, his I, film, and I love and I loved. Uh, I don't know. I, I I I immediately wanted to be friends with you. Oh well, I appreciate that. It was such a good film, and it's it's fun, and it's uh, it's got these these kids that were. You got to put yourself in the shoes of trying to be a young student filmmaker making a a student film or a final yeah film yeah. And you have really, by any standard, good kid acting. I got in it. kid actors, and you got good kid, kid actors. Well, they were all right. They were pretty good. <laughs> they they were pretty good. They were pretty good. I remember the story. I don't know if it embarrasses you. I remember the story. Uh, maybe a year or two later, talking to you, or was it Jeff, your brother? about how you found those kids and the answer just being I found them online <laughs> yeah no, what, uh, it made me laugh yeah, so much we, I found them online uh, I remember I, I started a MySpace account for that movie <laughs> to find people I don't think it resulted in any people in the movie but I did meet Ashley oh yeah yeah on MySpace yeah. from that account uh, I think we just sent notices out to like I don't remember like acting schools or whatever and then some lady wrote us back and they came from like a community acting thing yeah it was some i don't it was some class or something and she sent us like a list and we had auditions we had enough kids to actually audition for us and That's pretty good. we had this one girl that like she came and read through the parts and then she just froze up and got so yeah. scared and like had, had to like be done i'm like okay okay well you, yeah. you did a good job you did a good job you were always very encouraging i yeah. was encouraging yeah. That was even good times. Though you, even though you turned around and <laughs> would tell what you really think. <laughs> so, so after you got out of college, what was what was the was there immediate fear? Was there like what now? Oh, well, yeah. Well, I, I like I said, I worked at um, a lot of home improvement stores. Right. I, I I started my home improvement career at Heckinger mm-hmm. back in the day. Oh, went, that went out of business. Mm-hmm. Then I worked at Lowe's. Yep. And I got fired at Lowe's for making prank phone calls. At this was the point when um, I think the internet was kind of getting to be a thing. And I stumbled across those soundboards. Remember the soundboards and how, how exciting they were? Yeah, sure. There was an Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboard <laughs> on E-Bombs World that I thought was hilarious. So I wanted to make some prank phone calls with that but I skipped the part of needing the actual soundboard. I would just impersonate. <laughs> so it was really not that funny. No, the way that you're explaining it, it's very funny. I mean, it was really, it was really pretty lame. And we would just start 
me and another friend just kind of started picking numbers and we would just start calling people and uh did you cultivate a good impression that was terrible it was just everybody's cheesy you arnold impression you can't you can't just say it you have to do it i mean we would call him be this like uh what's the matter Ah, come on. <laughs> come on. And put a little more into it. That's <laughs> embarrassing. That's it? Really? That's it. Mm. And eventually these people called back. and Oh, really? They star 69 your ass. Yeah, we, but for some reason we thought, like, how would they know? <laughs> and we got escorted out of the building. Oh. That was the last of the so After that, we went to Home Depot. I went to Home Depot. I worked for four years there. And I, I stuck around for a long time. And I was really... I was kind of poor, like, I, I was making 10 bucks an hour, like, full-time. I was on my own at this point sure. uh, to pay bills and everything. And, and that's strapped. And, I mean, I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I was, it was a, a labor job. I was loading people's cars and stuff all day, mm-hmm. and I was just exhausted all the time. So the idea of looking for a job was just like, I ain't got time for that. And it, it all kind of boiled to a head at one day when they caught me. I was making a sword. Out of out of a piece of lumber. Yeah, and one of the managers confiscated my sword while you were at work. On, yeah, on clock. Yeah, it was kind of like a Final Fantasy style sword. It was really <laughs> a dramatic. So I mean, I whittled it with a, like a box cutter, and it was it was it was looking. You were good. sanding it and everything. It was looking good. Oh boy. Um, but they they didn't fire me right away. I eventually took like an hour long lunch when I should have taken like 15 minutes mm-hmm. and they're like okay it, it's time is this the start of what you would characterize as your passive aggressive attitude towards I did not respect bitterness? I did not respect the job at all yeah um, I knew I didn't I shouldn't be there anymore but I mean it's the same job I had when I was 16 right pretty much I mean right. no it was the same job just a different company right and I was at the absolute top of what I could make in that department, I think every year when I got raises, it was like under ten cents, a, you know, an hour. So uh, finally, I'm fired and I've got nothing, and I start just doing a lot of random freelance. Probably like now's the time to start my career. I got nothing but time. I'm gonna start my freelance career, and yeah, I got a couple little jobs, but it was nothing. And you know, I managed to get another crappy part-time job, but um, uh, I don't know really where I was going with that. But eventually, like I. Through meeting with Jordan, I got to work on some movies. Mm-hmm. I worked on uh, Step Up. Mm-hmm. I'm in Step Up. Yes. You can see me. I'm very clear at the end. Yes. In the front front, front row behind Mario. Mm-hmm. And, um... So you were, like, uh, background extra, was, and, like, did you do PA work? I did, a P, I did PA. Being a PA for a movie is really fun, you have zero responsibility, and if you don't really do anything, there's so many people on the set, right. they don't even really know. They don't even know who's working for them. There's so many people. And the big movies, there's so much waste. I mean, again, there are people just hanging around. not do- I mean, my job was always to stand right. in an alley or stand somewhere and keep pedestrians from wandering onto the set. Right. Um, I was given a walkie-talkie, which was the coolest thing ever. It's um, authoritative. It's almost like a badge uh, and a gun. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. I was, um, I got to be a PA on Die Hard 4, mm-hmm. and it was only for one day. I took off work here to do it, just because I wanted it to be fun. That was before you worked here? No, I was working okay. here. Okay. And I was, it was, it was the scene when, uh, all the cars are crashing and right. everything, and, um, they had a bunch of extras park their cars on this, on the middle of the road, and, like, between takes, 
Um, this one lady asked me if she could go to the bathroom, so I got on the radio. I was like, I got an extra that wants to go to the bathroom. And then they, 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 they pulled me aside and they're like, don't, don't, don't say that over, over the radio. But it was, I mean, you feel awesome. Because yeah. you, you see all the people walking around, like all the pedestrians like watching you, and they're like, what's going on? Yeah. What's going on? I'm like, you see that guy standing on that bus? That's Bruce Willis. And I was told not to tell anybody. I was like, tell them Keep that's Bruce's rest. double. Bruce is not here today. Tell them that. And I was like, no, this Why? is... Because they didn't want people to like get get excited, uh, like a big crowd forming. Yeah, and stuff. I was like, this is gonna make their day, and sure. plus I can tell them I'm a part of it. And yeah, they're not, you know, yeah, perfect. So, did you get further jobs from uh, no, any no, of that? Nothing that was, from that. Was, I mean, they called me back to do another day, but I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, yeah, I, I, and those jobs are terrible jobs. They're yeah. really fun, but they're sixteen hour days. Mm-hmm. They're miserable. They don't pay very much, and they don't lead to anything. It's not like I'm gonna go PA and, cr- and PA and climb sure. the ladder because sure. that's that's it. The, yeah. mo- the movie's gonna be done in like two yeah. days, and then yeah. there's really not any room for moving up. Yeah. It's just fun. Yeah, yeah, and that's why they get kind of local area people that really want to do it. Yeah, a lot of like film students, a lot of people that you know just want to see some celebrities. Definitely. Yeah, that's how they fill up their their productions really. Yeah, and they don't have to pay them much if any. Right. Yeah. Did you get, you got paid for that? Yeah, I think I think PA you get paid uh I think it was like 150 bucks for the day. That's not bad. It's not bad, not but bad. but you're required to do like 12 hours. Right. Um you do get overtime if it keeps going, but it's the overtime's based on what the rate would have been in an 8-hour day. It's confusing. Were you a drinker then? Could you go out to a bar afterwards? Oh, I I I I needed to go home. You pocketed <laughs> the cash and went home and went slept. Home. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about the 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 my state uh, MySpace meeting your your girlfriend now wife. Okay, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I I created the account. I did nothing with the account. Ashley messaged me on the account, and she said something really uneventful. Right. Not like any big, I want to meet you kind of thing. Just like, hey, how was your day today? I got up and I brushed my teeth and I went and I did this. Yeah, and some really. It was really random right. and. I don't think I responded right away. Was she digging on you immediately? Of course she really? was. Really? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it was just very. Was it, it? It was a very non-aggressive email, right? Or message, right? Um, but do you think it was um, really? She just wanted to be friends, or do you think it was? No, nah, she nervous, told me that that, that like, she thought I was cute, and yeah. um, I don't think she had really like. She wasn't like really going for anything. She was like, "Yeah, hey, well, I just joined this. We'll see." She she just joined too at the same Who's time. Who's in MySpace like eHarmony? I love. I it. know. And and was she one of your top four or top eight? She <laughs> did you make her? Top I, eight? I I forgot about that. <laughs> of course she was. <laughs> I didn't respond to her for a long time because I was doing Fort Keith and like I was busy and yeah. like I was I didn't care about MySpace. I wanted to find an actor when the movie was over. Like I don't need this thing anymore. Right. And eventually, I finally checked it, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll I'll respond." And then I responded, and then she responded, and um, we quickly migrated to the instant messaging, mm-hmm. and started chatting over Christmas break, and uh, and we met. When did it like when you guys met? Was the 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 heat was on? Was it ready to go? What do you mean? Like, was there intention that you were going out on a legit? Oh, it was date? a date. It was a date. Yeah. It was a nice and the. Th- the nice thing about the world today 
is you can do all the awkward dating stuff online and not waste your time with it. Well, you got to know her. This is a perfect yeah. example of getting to know someone. Uh, There's a true online dating situation. You get to know someone's personality, and then we're there. Uh, honestly, you can. I don't know if you can say this now because you want to obviously protect a person <laughs> that you love, but when you met in person... Yeah. Were there any sort of disappointments no. personality-wise or anything that she yeah. might have been hiding behind being online? No, Nothing. no, no. Things went fantastic. Perfect. Where did you, what did you do on that date? We, do you remember? Um, we first, we played a board game. Okay. Um, Good way to break the ice. Yeah. I think because we had said we were going to play a board game. Were you at her place? At her or? place. Oh, okay. And she had her friend just kind of awkwardly sitting in, in the room with us, I guess, because they had probably coordinated a thing. Uh-huh. Like, don't leave me alone. Right. Like, yeah. Right. And then we went to a movie, and we held hands. There you go. And we and we debate to this day on who initiated the hand-holding. I say I put it out there, mm-hmm. and then she came the rest of the 50%. Okay. What did she say? And she says that she just reached out and grabbed my hand, okay. which I don't agree with. Okay. Yeah. You didn't do the thing where you just, like, like yawn, but then you put the arm out? No, I'm not. I did that brave. one time, and it didn't work out. <laughs> it did not work out. <laughs> oh, whenever, whenever, Whenever you, you finish that move and you feel the girl immediately go like that, like yeah. take your hand back. Yeah, no, no, not fun. That's that's uncomfortable. <laughs> I remember I had a girlfriend in early in college, and like I remember at a movie, I was like I was putting my hand on her leg and kind of like rub- rubbing her knee or whatever. She's like, "You're being very distracting." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> shut down the game immediately." Shut that down. When you met Ashley, though, was there ever talk about the good Christian boy, Catholic Christian? I I Christian. was Christian when I met her. Okay. Was there talk about what your spirituality was when you met Ashley? Wait, what do you mean? Like, like, did she know how Christian you were? I had it on my profile that I was Christian. Okay, and she thought that it was just a run-of-the-mill thing. She told me, uh, she's like, well, because well, it, it lasted for a while, me being a Christian. Sure. Uh, later on, I think we, we could kind of tell things were going to last. And she, she told me later, she's like, I figured I was just going to have to convert at some point. So she was just going to come over to my team. But the thing is, to me, knowing how this is her team. Yeah. <laughs> knowing how this went, like, did she know how how Christian you were? Because now you're you're I, the, the exact was, opposite. I was I was the really ignorant Christian, or like I I called myself Christian, but I did nothing Christian. You want to tell how you made Ashley cry? How did I make her cry? You remember about uh, saying was it? Dogs or cats? Do they go? Oh yeah, yeah. Because I was, I was really serious. Uh, her hamster died. Oh, hamster. And she was like, "Is bear in heaven?" I was like, "Actually, animals don't go to heaven." And she's like, "Huh?" It's like, "Yeah, yeah, no. It's just people. It's just people." How far? How far were you into being together? Long, long enough. I shouldn't have said oh. something like that. Oof. Yeah. Why did it? Why did your? Why did your stance, your your religion of being, you know, like you say, an ignorant ignorant yeah. Christian, why did that start breaking up? Because she started showing you another side to it, or uh, you started? No, she the searching. I was more searching. Like I, we would have lots of discussions. Mm-hmm. They would be very spirited discussions. You're on, passionate. On I was I was not into evolution. 
embarrassingly. Yeah. 5,000 years. Yeah, I was just like, that's in the Bible, you know, come on. <laughs> and she's like, well, why do you believe this? And I was like, you know, because, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, we'd have these kind of bad fights about it. And, like, I would get really mad and, like, offended. And she wasn't really, at, like, she wasn't really provoking. She was legitimately just asking normal questions. And I think after I would calm down, I'd be like, why, why does that bother me so mm-hmm. much? And I was like, you know... I, I don't think I have good answers for her. And then I was like, oh, that means I don't have good answers for myself. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, uh, it makes me uncomfortable to, like, explore that. But if I'm going to, like, call myself that, then I should probably know why I think that. Did you ever... Were you, <clears throat> were you ever in crisis more than that? Were you, were you ever really worried um, that... Looking behind that curtain. Oh, it was terrifying. It was terrifying. 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 Uh, it's just, I guess, because it's your whole worldview. Like, right. you go from, like, thinking, you know, I've got this imaginary friend that I talk to all all the time, and it's like, what if he's not real, and mm-hmm. I, I don't have anybody to talk to at that You know, because it's weird. Right. It's weird. And it Did was, you talk to your family about this when you were... Not during that time. Not at all. Uh, it came up... At the very, the most dramatic time in one's life during, you know, when you're about to get married, when, you know, everybody's dramatic and everyone wants, you know, to have something to do with the wedding or have some, some opinion. And my mom was like, is there going to be any mention of God in your uh, ceremony? And I was like, probably not. Because you had a, uh, what do you call it, a secular? Yes. Secular marriage? Yes. yes. Under a beautiful tree. Beautiful tree. With a, a, a beautiful female what would you call her she was, a, she was the efficient efficient yes efficient it was a beautiful wedding it was a beautiful wedding do you think that is Je- is jeff your brother is he is he christian i think um he just doesn't broach that subject i i would say he's not okay <clears throat> i think he's probably the same mind as me he's definitely not as spirited about it right um, but to be fair, as far as being a, uh, a an answer-seeking, inquisitive person like you are, you're not on the fence about this. Not at all. You're atheist. I'm a straight-up atheist. Okay. So there's no question to you of uh, variables or things you can't explain. Not Not miracles, but things you can't explain. Well, there's all kinds of things you can't explain, but they don't. They don't mean that it, – it's not like I don't know, therefore this is what the answer is. You know, I just because I don't, I don't know that God exists doesn't mean there's a good chance he exists. And there's like, there's like the famous uh, kind of thought experiment about a hypothetical teacup mm-hmm. floating around the rings of Saturn. I don't know that there's not a teacup floating around in space. What is this teacup? I so, all right, there's, there's just it, – it, the way it goes is um, – and it's 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 to use as as an analogy for for this. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine there's a teacup floating around in space. Um, it's it's probably you know we're we're gonna say it's probably in the rings of Saturn, just kind of floating around with all that debris. Um, I've never seen this teacup. I don't know that it's there. I don't know that it's not there. I got a good reason to think it's probably not there. So just because I don't know doesn't mean, like, I can't make a decision. So I, 
I'm an atheist about the teacup. So really, I mean, it comes down to you're erring on the side of logical knowledge until there's proof otherwise. Yes. So, right. So as far as, as science and observation can guarantee to you, given your five senses, yes. until proven otherwise. Right. Gotcha. I mean, all we have, uh, you know, on, you know, to kind of prove God is faith. And sure. It's not a great, it's not a great tool for discovery. Do you write off miracles as coincidences? Are they, yes. they're always coincidences? Yes. I mean, there are, how many events happen at every moment of every day? There's sure. bound to be weird ones every now and again. Sure. Now, I want you to answer all these questions as Jason Henley, 2004. <laughs> you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways. You know, he's got a plan for all of us. You know, these scientists, they don't know. They don't know. And they're, and they're arrogant to say that they have any idea. Very nice. Yeah. And it's all right here in this book. It's all in the book. Yep. I haven't read it, but I, someone told me that, that they've read it. <laughs> How do your how do your parents handle now that you have uh, my mom's been this? not into it at all still well, still won't let you she was she was go with it very upset very hurt and I understand because it's a it's a frightening thing I mean it was frightening going through this discovery myself and I I I can I can understand that it's upsetting for her. My dad just kind of is in denial. He's kind of crazy. So mm-hmm. he, he, he's just like, I, I think, I think when you accepted the Lord, it doesn't really matter if you don't believe now. It counted. You're, <laughs> you're set. And that's, that's kind of good enough. He doesn't, he doesn't think about it too much. Does your dad still do videos? He still does videos. Wonderful videos. Good stuff. Do you want to lay it out for, for the listener? So, what kind of videos your dad does? My dad has a, has a ministry. Uh, he's on the other end of the spectrum from me. He's he's loves his loves his his God. Um, he makes these videos from his home um, where he preaches, but he preaches while lift, lifting weights. <laughs> They're usually bare chested. He's got uh, he does a lot of songs. Um, sings a lot of songs. Medicine lot. balls. I remember being yes. involved. He 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 recently or past year or so moved to a new house and he has. He has a new space, which he calls the dungeon. And in the dungeon he, he has built, it's an unfinished part of his basement, mm-hmm. and he's got like a disco ball and a, a really creepy cross in the background. Like, I mean, it's like made of like this trash bag kind of material. It's weird looking, and he's got all, he's got like rope lights everywhere, and he's, he's starting to do, he, he recently made the jump to HD a while ago. <laughs> Um, but these are coming across kind of like terrorist den. Oh, they're terrifying! Videos. They're terrifying. Yeah. When I first, he he used to burn these to DVD and pass them out. He came to my dorm in college with this DVD. Jason, I got this. I got this mo- This 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 video. I want you to watch. And I got all my friends there, and he pops it in, and it's him bare chested <clears throat> preaching and singing, and it's this low quality, grainy, scary looking video. I was so embarrassed and depressed. It was like, oh my gosh, this is this is horrifying. Cause like, 
I can't <laughs> laugh with my friends about it with mm-hmm. him right there. And mm-hmm. it's just, I got to sit there and endure it. And it was like an hour long. Oh, my God. Are you serious? You've seen them. You know how painful they are. I mean, it was For like, an hour? I don't remember them being that long, though. It was a whole DVD. It was just like, oh, Jesus Christ. Painful. And, like, it, it was. It took a while to like accept and be like, okay, it was it was traumatizing. Mm. My mom caught wind of him, and she was not pleased. She was, but wasn't he also like giving them out at congr- to the congregation? Like, yeah, he would go to churches. He ugh. he kind of floated from church to church, and he would just take these and give them to people. And I, see, the thing that I do applaud your your father about <laughs> is that his lack of shame makes oh. him kind of righteous in the thing that he's doing. Because he obviously doesn't give a fuck, does he? Oh, no, he doesn't. Uh, yeah, but he's also not on the same uh, mental <laughs> blank field that we're all in. <laughs> you think that he's, um, you know, mm, uh, on another level. Oh, he's think? crazy. Yeah. He's totally crazy. <laughs> uh, Ashley thinks he's got Asperger's. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. He's, and, and he's getting worse. He's getting yeah. worse. Yeah. Have you seen the more recent videos now that he's gone to I a quality? Made, I made, I shot a video of him once. <sighs> he made me shoot a video of it. What was that like directing your father? I didn't direct. I just kind of, <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of play and observed. observed. And <laughs> it's, it's actually, it was, it was, it was, it was the best looking one of his videos yeah, sure. yet. Sure. He, he good told depth me, of field. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he recently, he told me he wants me to shoot him another one. His, his new thing is, um... Sometimes his videos are just exercise, and the latest exercise is he has a wheelbarrow, and he has attached. I don't. I don't really know what it is. He said he has some kind of a sled mm-hmm. that he attaches to the wheelbarrow, and he just pushes it around the yard, and he wants me to get video of him doing this. Pretty amazing. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I feel like every every time Joel and you and I and others who were invited into the room to watch yes. it. I there's always that feeling of why am I laughing at this? I can't help but laugh at this. It and just I, makes you feel really it, uncomfortable. It makes you feel uncomfortable and dirty. Yeah. And I feel <laughs> I, like when it's, when it, it's perverted when, is what when, it is. Yeah. When I come out of it, I always feel really bad. Like I'm a horrible human being oh. for for not just getting pleasure from it, but just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Search search hog, h o g g, on YouTube, hoghead. Hog Ed. Hog Ed. And I don't understand. He's tried to explain what the hog means, but he never was clear about it. Well, let's hope it's not hog tie now that he's got a dungeon. Yeah. Um, you had some experience doing uh, a stop motion when you were a kid. You had some experience, uh, especially learning uh, After Effects, doing animation projects with uh, Joel when, mm-hmm. he, when, you, when he was still here. And not with us. Not like he's dead now. Uh, he's no but, with us. <laughs> but you guys worked on an animation project. But now you're doing another stop motion project, aren't you? You've done so. You've done several shorts with Ashley, correct? Yes. And were they like forty eight hour film festival type they were, things? Yeah. Usually we and uh, Frederick, we've got these seventy two hour film festivals, mm-hmm. which I like better because it gives you an extra Friday, day Saturday, it, and Sunday. Yeah, it gives you a little extra time, so they're. One day better than right. than the forty right. <laughs> Obviously, so I mean, too. their movies are gonna be bad anyway. Let's right. let them be a little less bad. Right. Do you, I've seen, uh, 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 I've seen. I think except for the last one you did, I've seen all of them. Oh, I good. think. Yeah. And uh, they're always very fun. They're always very. They're they're. 
really what you would consider popular indie movies. You know, you cut, you take it from, oh, from painting a great picture. I you like do, it. I you like do. It. Popular movies. You, well, you have this kind of like you have a both you and Ashley have because you're you have so much in common. Yeah. And obviously, your sense of humor and your storytelling is very similar to what is, you know, a popular indie movie. You guys yeah. do a very good job Thank at you. at narrative and and you know, having characters and these uh, the ones that I remember seeing, nice love stories in there, nice relationships. Yeah. Uh there was that cute one with um what was what was Ashley was Ashley in one of them? Yeah. She was like leaving notes. Was that one of them? Uh, was oh, was it? I'm getting the, it mixed up. I think it was black and white. The uh, Morella. I think so. Yes. Yeah, I yes. think it was an Edgar Allan Poe theme or right. something. I don't remember what the criteria. I think we had to have a rap. Mm-hmm. The the forty eight hour film festivals in Baltimore are very open ended. They're like you have to use this prop. Right. Go to yeah. town. It's like yeah. uh, here's a, here's a coconut. Yeah. Go do yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Um. So yeah, they were they were cute. They were fun, mm-hmm. and I like I like that that actually does them with me. It's right. nice. Yeah, no, that's it's nice. great. It's great bonding. It's I'm very sure. good bonding. And you both are kind of like you get you have a good you know the good sense about uh, observing it from the outside is that not only do you guys get along, but you're you're different enough in your passions. That yeah. when you put when you put them together, that you guys bring the best of your passion. Well, she's really. I think she's more indie, and I'm more right. Super mainstream. Right. I love me some pop music. That's what I, I mean. Like, you know. That's what I mean. You you take you have the popular end of it, and Ashley's obviously gonna approach it from more of a, a very uh, indie, sparse, you yeah. know, uh, character driven type thing. Yeah, they're very good. Are you are those uh, up on on Vimeo or YouTube or something like that? Yeah, the ones that you've done. Uh, the most recent ones on Vimeo, mm-hmm. the the stop motion one we did. Okay, we'll have to sh- put them in the show notes. Okay, yeah, I'll send you a link to them. Cool. The last year's was nuts because we, so, like we said earlier, you know, when when you're when you're younger, you got nothing but time sure. and people willing to help you. Sure. When you're an adult, it's not like that. Nope. And I like to make projects I like to do this stuff um, and then we don't have the greatest of luck uh, getting help so we're like alright we're gonna we're gonna do this the uh, the sad and lonely way we're gonna uh, make an animated one that we don't need many people yeah right uh, so how do you do an animate what do you mean you didn't it's we did our 72 hour film festival was stop motion holy shit man it was it was intense how is that even possible it was really really rough we were pretty much running 24 hours a day kind of taking shifts um, having really before this, the last stop motion I did was with the GI Joes back yeah. in the day. So this yeah. was pretty green with it. Didn't yeah. didn't really know. So I like you I, just know mathematics and that it needs to yeah, be we're, shots. We're like, we're like, all right, this shot. Maybe let's get five seconds of this. Yeah. So we're gonna do let's do twenty frames a second ish. Yeah. You know, let's uh, <laughs> three hundred frames. Let's just, okay, yeah. we'll figure that out and it 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 worked. It yeah. wasn't wasn't my finest project. Um, but for the time constraints, yeah. man, it was good, and and uh, we won. Nice. In a world, we won the shock and awe award. You, yeah, you should fucking win yeah. that because someone doing it an animation ins- project for for a seventy two hour film festival is insane. And the thing, well, because I mean, we almost did not finish. Uh, of course. How long was it? Five minutes. Jesus Christ! You know, <laughs> and there's it's it is edited. 
there's a soundtrack to it, but there's no sound effects and no right. dialogue. Right. Um, the story kind of comes through. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't write the story, but that really that's another thing. So I loved this process so much. It was so exciting that I wanted to do a project where I had time to actually do it right. and not, you know, suffer through it. Right. So for Christmas, Ashley got me Dragon Frame 3, which is the, the, the primo stop-motion software. It's what they use for... Like Frankenweenie nice. and Coraline and everything, all nice. the big ones. And how much was that? Three hundred bucks. No, that's not bad at all. It's not Jesus Christ. Yeah. I thought you were thirty five hundred bucks. No, it's not bad. I mean, nice. it's it's expensive, but it's not super expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not super hard. It's uh, so I took a few months learning it. Um, what does it do short of compiling it frames? Bas- basically, the software is a really cool control for your camera. You plug okay. your camera into it, and when you take a picture, it saves it to your computer. Right. Um, you can handle all the controls from your computer, and you can, like, preview things, but, like, you can watch what you've done as you're doing it. Because mm-hmm. when we were doing it, we would basically just, like, you know, scroll the uh, wheel on, on, on the camera to kind of see all the pictures yeah. flying by, and it was not a really efficient way of seeing what you've right. got. This one, you can play it back. Right. Um, Better interface, I imagine. Much better interface. You can do dialogue with it, which is which is cool. Oh. So like, so what I'm doing for my project now is like I I recorded the audio for it, mm-hmm. and I made I think 15 different mouths. Uh, yeah, I saw mouths. that. Maybe you're right. And I can I I pre-animate all the facial stuff ahead of time. So when I'm shooting, I know okay on frame one we're gonna start with mouth mouth number ten. And we're going to keep that for two frames, and then we're going to switch over to mouth num- number four. How did you develop that, just looking in a mirror or reading about it? How did you develop the the idea of what mouths would make what words and stuff like that? I mean, I figured you need a certain number of mouths, you know. Okay. It, was, it was kind of an arbitrary number of mouths, okay. a quantity. And then, like, I was like, well, all right, um... But how do you, like, say if you're going to start on this mouth, is it because this person's saying something or it's an expression on their face? or Both. Um, and, like, you, I, I just, you just kind of play it back and just see what it looks like. Oh, that mouth doesn't work. Just oh, okay, so you're doing a little trial and error. Yeah, okay. and, you know, it's not perfect, but it, right. it reads, you know. Are you, uh, I saw some something you had tweeted or something saying how, how much you're hard drive was already oh, filled man, up. It's bad times. The the so the way it works is there's you know, the DSLRs will shoot JPEGs and RAW. And the RAW is like twenty seven megabytes a picture and at twenty four of those a second, mm. you know, times, you know, all I think there's gonna be about thirty one different shots. Right. Um like one shot takes up like a hundred gigs sometimes. Like it's I, I was surprised. I mean because they're massive pictures. And I've got to this problem where like I'm I'm too full and I need to dump them. Yeah. And to dump them I need space and I don't have the space to put them on, so oh. I've gotta I've gotta move some stuff around, but um, You're gonna have to buy more external hard drives, you think? I've got external hard drives, but it's just it's this problem it's on my internal drive. It's oh. on my primary drive, you know, with the operating system. Oh it, so. the the uh, the application is too. The application so and all the files. And, yeah, and it's just I, I I need to work on that. So how long is this project gonna be? So I've been working on this project since the beginning of the year. I got it for Christmas. I pretty much started working on it immediately. I I went I went the route when you make a short film, you're like, what do I have available to me? All right, I want as easy as possible. What can I do? I will have someone just talking in front of the camera. I was like, well, that's not really much of a story. 
I was like, uh, where are the, where is the person? Why are they talking at the camera? And I tried to figure out some justification for putting someone in front. I just wanted to just do something. Right. I didn't have a story in me that I didn't have something speaking to me right. that I wanted to tell. So I was like, uh, what, what, what can I get away with? So I was like, all right, I can do a, um, a dating video parody. And I was like, it'll be just a really kind of a short, cute dating video that's really lame. And it'll, it makes sense to have someone just sitting in front of the camera talking. Right. And so I went on YouTube and I found one of those horrible dating videos. Just kind of pulled some ideas from it mm -hmm. and wrote a script. Um, I got it down. So it's about two and a half minutes. Um, and it's just a guy talking. It's at, you talking? It's me. And then Ashley plays the director. Okay. Um, and the director hates the guy. And hilarity ensues. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, I've been building the puppets and building the sets, and um, I finally, finally started shooting it. And I can get through, like I said, it's like about 31-ish shots. I, I can get through about two shots a day when I have a full day free. Right. So I'm about five, no, I'm about like six, six to eight shots down. So how, how much longer? I think it'll take me a total of two months to shoot the whole thing. So... If you're shooting it like you are and compiling the the frame by frame, mm -hmm. are you then planning on going on in there at all with After Effects and maybe playing with camera lenses and stuff like that? Um, or you probably gonna... don't need to do the lenses, but they do bring it into After Effects to make because they they start out as uh, raw sequences and you bring them into After Effects and reframe them because you know they're not exactly sixteen yeah. by nine. Right. You can you can you know move them around a little bit and I guess if you wanted to like do like a zoom or something you could I don't think I'll do any of that because I actually like I made a uh, animatic because like when you're shooting this much you don't want to just experiment you just right. want to shoot it, it, the movie's been made right. I just need to right. like go through all the uh, right. mechanical part of it now it takes a lot of confidence I think and a lot of patience yeah to stick with it. And that's the hard thing, because, like, there's so many projects that you start, and then, like, you just kind of run out of steam, or... Yeah. I wanted something I could finish. Yeah. And this is something I can finish. Right. Good deal. Yeah. Because the... Th yeah, I think about that. That's absolutely true. There have been things that I've, like, even... Not even animated stuff. You're talking about just writing something, and you get really excited about doing it. And yeah. then three months go by, and you're not as excited about it, and you're like... I'm going to put this much time and effort into shooting this and I'm not even excited about the script yeah. anymore. And it's just, you know, it's one of the reasons that we started, um, both Fernando and I started doing our podcasts because relying on other people with yeah. schedule conflicts it is just impossible. Work. So you're constantly trying to find this expressive, expressing of your creativity. I want to make another film so bad. I know, I, I want to too. And it's like, I don't have time and I don't, really have a story that I care about either. Right. So I was like, how about a funny situation? Right. Something that's not, if it's not groundbreaking, it's not going to hurt my feelings, mm -hmm. but it, it'll be cool. Yeah, something creative that gets it out of you. And the thing is, like, I, I'm excited about stop motion because it's also kind of a little bit rare online because you don't see much. Like, I'll, I'll do searches for stuff, and the most I'll see is someone's stop motion animation test. Yeah. And they don't do it simply because it's so... Uh, it's hard. It's, it's time hard. consuming. It's time consuming. It's very. It, it's resource heavy, and a lot of people want to be able to, if they're going to animate, do it easier. 
Do it digitally. Or do, do it with Legos. Oh, yeah. A lot of Lego stuff. And I've seen really impressive ones, but they're kind of lame yeah. to do Legos because it's like that's – it looks like it's like a, a gimmick. And I, I'm sure it's it's hard and all, but it's not as respectable. Yeah. And I want to do something that's cool that's like people are like, oh, wow. You said, you said it here first. Lego – people that do Lego <laughs> stop motion I'm are sorry. Dickheads. It's just it, – no, it's just not – it's just – if you're going to put that much time into something, pick a medium that's a little bit more <laughs> – you know, you know what I mean. I'm sorry, but it's just. <laughs> Please address all hate mail to Jason Henley at. What are, you, are you still on me dot com? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome, man. Right at the end here, I wanted to talk about two things. Okay. One of them is raising the bar, which you shot oh, in Harrisburg. Yeah. You directed it. With uh, Jordan, Jordan and I talked about it. I okay. just thought I would get some of your perspective on it because it was how how long did we shoot that? That was like um, a month, month ish, yeah. maybe a little more. Yeah. How did it? How did that feel to direct something outside of school that was completely kind of like that was actually my last credit. That was the uh, the uh, missing credit that um, when I didn't graduate, I used that as my independent study. Nice. Um, raising the bar. It was, hmm, I had a lot of issues with reason. Sure, sure. Uh, he wanted me to help him with the writing a little bit, like to edit it, because yeah. he, he had this, like, novel of a script. And right. I was like, we got it. This, this is a funny story, but it needs to be 10, 15 minutes. Right, pared down. And so he would, he would, he would take a lot of my edits, but every time he would edit, he would come back with another four scenes. I was like, all right, well, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we need to get, get it down. Mm-hmm. And it was tough because then, like, you know, when if we finally shot it, he would get really attached to things and not want to get rid of them. Um, the shooting was fun. It was stressful and a little disorganized at times. Um, I had fun with it. You're shooting in this, like, veteran's bar in yeah. Harrisburg. I brought it up really because I remember that was kind of one of those... One of the several kind of outside of school big productions that Dan and I worked on together. Yeah. And it was it was fun to see you guys considering, you know, like like I said, you were like a year ahead of us. And uh, I think two years ahead of Dan because he's behind me too. So uh, it was just, it was fun. It was fun. It was being fun. With I, friends and actually doing something I've got good productive. memories of it. Like I, I don't really, I don't really like the end result. Um, but I mean, I it was kind of the best we could do at the time. Like, I, I look- too hard on yourself about that, or how do you feel? Like, what what do you think was um, underwhelming about it for you? You should have been more time with uh, the writing and the yeah. I feel like creating of it, um, the pre production of it. I was given so much control, but I also didn't wasn't allowed control at the same time, which was tough. Mm-hmm. Because it was kind of like all the really hard work to do was kind of left to me to sort out. Because, I mean, it was a big deal to get up there and, like, organize what shots we're going to do. What do we have left? What can we do with what people we have today? And, right. you know, how can we make all this work? And I think I think we got it all together, but um, it was just kind of a little bit of a battle. Because he didn't really... He never wanted to let anything go. He wanted just he wanted it to be longer and longer right, and right. longer and everything. And it was going to be a feature, didn't it? End up being it a, was long. It's yeah. like 
might be up for like 45 minutes at the end. Mm-hmm. And it got, I remember it got a little tense towards the end because, like, you know, I, I told him all the way through it needs to be shorter. It's, it's, it, it's good, but it's only good at this length. And it just kept growing and growing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, at every stage of the And this is kind of the way I, I, like, approach every project where, like, when I finish one one stage, once the writing's done, I'm like, all right, we got to shoot this thing to salvage the writing. And then once it's shot, oh man, we gotta edit this thing to salvage what what, what we shot. I want to always think what I've done is terrible, right. so I have to save it. Interesting. Um, Interesting. But that's not I, a bad. That's not a bad uh, sp- brain space to be. In. I mean, I always know like it's good. I, I don't really feel bad about it, but I want to always think right. I, I have a problem I need to solve. What is your favorite part of the projects that you've made? Is it the post-production the pre-production the production where, where, where do you where does your heart lie um I don't know I th- I mean there's romantic parts of every part of it I mean mm-hmm. I rem- I think what like I know when I did Fort Keith it was it was super exciting because you've done all this work and now it's happening right. and like all these people are showing up and you know you it was really exciting. The, the post-production stressed me out. Like, I was really not a very great editor at the time, and, like, I was not good at g- getting through all that footage, and that stressed me out. Um, I don't know. I I guess I guess, I guess, guess editing now, because I, I think I'm the best of, of all this, the things that I do. I think I'm better at editing, so I right. think I'm more comfortable with Cause that. Because you've had more time to... But the shooting's always more memorable. Okay, I think so. What 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 about you? It's been a while since I've made something, and that's that's the other thing. I think the last thing I made was in two thousand nine. Yeah, and obviously that's a while ago. And I think that uh, for me, pre production writing is fun because you're creating it out of thin air. Post production editing is fun because you're kind of taking all the stuff you got mm-hmm. and making something and sometimes that doesn't like that that doesn't line up with what you wrote but right. it, it's something you're right. creating a, another thing right the production is memorable but it's sometimes my least favorite part interesting simply because you've already of, done the work the movie's already been made exactly, you just, you exactly. Just, it's just getting through this but the production can be such a slog it can be yeah uh, I love problem solving and if you don't love problem solving production is a bitch simply because of schedules on top of Um, that everything else that comes with it a a daily uh, occurrence on set is simply not having enough time to finish this or to do that um people being late i fucking hated that when and and you can't say anything about that because you're not paying them them, you're giving them fucking lunch what are you gonna do they're not gonna be here at at 9 a.m yeah so well and that's the other thing because like when you're doing pre-production everything's just bubbling with potential at that point and it's it's it can't it can't be any better that's it's it's theoretical yeah and then it gets it does get a little sad at the end because you you can see what you've got and you're like i wish right that it's always a percentage of what you had in your mind and it's often not 100 percent. i would never say it's oh it's never it's never it might be near it but it's definitely never one well that's one another thing was why i want to do the stop motion is because i've always had the excuse of like you know i ran out of time ran Mm -hmm. out of money ran out of this whatever and I wanted to limit those excuses. I wanted to like go through the stages of production as professionally as I could, 
because I've never really had the time yeah. and the project to yeah. allow myself to do yeah. that. Everything's That's great. always been wait. I mean, when I was doing the animation with Joel, it was it was so over the top. Sure. We were trying to make a Pixar movie. Sure, it yeah. was looking cool, but it was way too much for mm-hmm. us to do. And we weren't that awesome at After Effects to right. be efficient about it. Right. And we never finished it. And I've never... I mean, I haven't really completed a project that I'm really, really proud of lately. Um, I mean, I don't want to say I'm not proud of it, but, like, I feel like the project I'm working on now will actually be an an actual demonstration of what I'm capable of doing. You have full control over it. Yeah, which is scary because it's like I can't really make a lot of excuses because I've had so far five months on this two-and-a-half-minute project. Right. Well, you know the reward or the failure is completely on you, and that's a, that's a scary and exciting proposition. The more you know. The more you know. Because at the end of the t- yeah, because after the fact, what if it's really fucking great? Then you could say, yeah, yeah, it I is. put that much time into it. Or if it's bad, you're like, yeah, yeah that's the best I can do. <laughs> you know, I, I, I gave it the best. In and five I just... or six months, that's the yeah. best I can do. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to show it to you. Thank you so much for being on the uh, show, man. Well, thank you for having me. We gotta this, do it again. We're gonna we're gonna do it again. We gotta do it. Next again. time it'll just we'll be talking about something that's me. That again? <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. Some or all of the music on today's podcast was brought to you by MusicAlley.com. If you liked any of the music, links to the artists and their songs are in the show notes. He's got a mask and a stethoscope. Not alone. Not alone.